Hey guys, welcome back to Uncut. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kobe. And this is the podcast where we get to talk with Hawaii's top entrepreneurs, creators, and change makers. Yes, and today we have a really special guest, Kimo Kennedy. He has been the guy behind the scenes, which is really fun because I think a lot of our guests have been the ones that you see and that is has been like on stage or speaking at things a lot. And Kimo is the guy who just made things happen. He has been an artist music manager for so many years, uh, managing people like The Green, J-Bo, Kimi A Minor. And now he's on to another venture, a very different venture with Zach Noyo, who we had in season one with 1117. So it's been, it was really exciting to hear his journey um, through the music industry and now into something really different. Yeah, it was cool to see, you know, he, he grew up in Hawaii, born and raised in Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, played sports, the typical story, and then, you know, yeah. what, what happened next and kind of like got thrown into these things. And we talked yeah. about all that in this episode. So yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Kimo Kennedy in Uncut Studio. Happy Thanks. New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. I'm stoked to talk story a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be good to kind of just like get to know you, share your story, and like see what you've been up to. Yeah. How was your New Year? Did you uh, do anything? I actually just was pretty mellow around the holidays and New Year's. I just hung out with family. Um, nice. My parents' house. Uh, we just, me and my sister, uh, her kids, we just... Relax and watch the West Side n- n- blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate fireworks show <laughs> on the West Side. Yeah, we were just. Uh, it's amazing. Every year is like, what? The, there's just so much fireworks. Getting bigger and bigger every like, year. How do they bring yeah. that all in? You know? yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. My uh, New Year's have been like, I feel like as you get older, like I'm just like watching mm-hmm. all this stuff. You know, and when we're when we were younger, New Year's Eve parties were like our family's huge things, and we're like. Mm-hmm. My uncles and cousins, like we were those guys, like blowing up everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. My grandma would always be like, "You guys might as well just burn your money," you know. <laughs> like, uh, but it's grandma ain't it, wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's fun now, kind of just being a spectator more uh-huh. and seeing everybody have a good time. But yeah, it was just spend time with family and yeah, just chill. How about you guys? That's the best kind. Yeah, same here. I mean, usually the holidays is more like family time, especially mm-hmm. since you know you're like go and go and go on the whole year, you know. Yeah. just like non-stop so yeah end of the year nice to slow down and just spend time with family friends and yeah same except i freaking rage this year for some reason i normally just want to mellow raged? yeah <laughs> i love it randomly like i never so new year's night or new year's eve you raged. new year's eve yeah we like so, our friends got together we had like so much fireworks we had like tables of fireworks and so it was like con- as soon as like i think nine o'clock it was just like constantly like blowing up fireworks and then from like 12 to 3 i do not remember <laughs> oh you party yeah. <laughs> you rang like, in the new right, year this is gonna be a freaking epic year that's the sign it's usually the thing right it, there's no in between it's usually yes you're exactly. mellow or you're going going yeah. for it yeah and you went you yeah went. you went i went off full speed <laughs> so um how, how was 2022 for you i mean like yeah i mean it was it's good it's crazy that it's like the year you know you think back to like when the pandemic happened and then it's you know, that's been two years ago mm-hmm. and just 2022 felt like it just was like gone. Like mm-hmm. it came and went, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I guess how all the years kind of go, but it was, it was a good year. I mean, learning year for sure. A lot of different things in, you know, career wise, personal wise, like just, you know, sort of a growth year. I feel like of learning a lot of lessons, some hard ones, some mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. ones, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, no complaints, you know, like I think, uh, I'm excited for this year and yeah. mm-hmm. to kind of, it's like, it, it feels almost like getting closer to, I guess, in, like the normal, you know, after the pandemic, right? 2022 was like, yes, like nonstop work, all of that. But now it's like new year, 2023. Now we're three years, three years past the start of the pandemic, which is crazy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it does feel like it is, uh, you know, back to normal. I was just mentioning before this, we, I just came back from Vegas. We went to CES, uh, the consumer electronics mm-hmm. and that thing has like a hundred over 180,000 people over the week or whatever wow. that goes to the conference. And it was like, seemed like things were pretty back to normal, you know, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people wearing masks and doing their thing, but it was good to be at like a, 
large scale kind of a thing again and see all that kind of coming back so any cool things you would trip at that at that oh, thing. i can't i, I want to go like, one year yeah i remember leaving i told i told uh, zach i was like i don't think we should, can i can look at another tv like there's <laughs> so much different like things that technology coming yeah, the out technology too, yeah. is insane like we saw this TV that um, when it's off is completely transparent. You see right through into the oh, wall. Oh, that's cool. And then when it's on, it's like the most vibrant, like clean picture you've ever seen. Dang. Wow. So the guy's like demoing it, turns it off, and then you see you his see hand it. waving behind it. What? Wow. Crazy, dude. That's so it doesn't crazy. even look like glass. It just looks like glass. It just looks like nothing. What? Yeah. What is it made out of? I have no idea. He was just like a projection or something. I I have no clue. There's there's definitely a screen there because you can mm -hmm. see it's not like complete. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a but, physical, like clear thing. Yeah, but it's just trippy how they, you know, a lot of things like that. The VR stuff, mm -hmm. different um, technology. That, yeah, man. the technology is like sc scary. Kinda AI scary. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like Mission Impossible. Stuff. Yeah, you start yeah. seeing like, you know, things that you thought would maybe be around. 40 years from yeah. now they're like yeah. it's here <laughs> robot dogs and like all this stuff you know it's kind of the future i mean that's not even the future it's, it's like now, now. Yeah. yeah it's interesting it's cool it's also kind of like you know slow down a little bit too mm -hmm. you know like yeah there's so much technology but yeah what yeah. are you gonna do right you can't stop can't stop the uh, machine yeah. you know? yeah. gonna keep inventing mm -hmm. and creating stuff we'll rewind a little bit actually yeah, a lot but you know we want to <laughs> we want to you know see, see, see who you are and where you grew up and like kind of like you know what 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 drives you and you know yeah so tell us a little bit about like your your journey getting here you're um, from the windward side right i'm from hoikai i grew up in kulio the valley that's oh, okay. um in hoikai um yeah I, you know i was my mom and dad there's my mom my dad my brother my sister oh uh, we grew up in hoikai went to Ainahaina elementary where are you in the siblings are you the in oldest the right I'm the, in the middle oh, yeah, in the, the middle. middle yeah older brother younger sister um Went to Ainahana Elementary, grew up playing, you know, community sports. Mm -hmm. Sports was huge um, growing up for us. Not my sister. She got dragged to the park, poor thing. But, <laughs> but me and my brother, um, you know, played pretty much everything you could play. Soccer, baseball, football. Year-round, we lived at the parks. Um, and that was kind of like our, th our thing. Um, we traveled for baseball a lot. Um, I went to St. Louis from seventh grade until my sophomore year and then i went to kaiser <laughs> went, nice. got demoted to public <laughs> school um and i graduated from kaiser 2005 date myself right now but um and yeah all through school was uh athlete played baseball football um and really i feel like sports were i take a lot of what i learned in sports mm -hmm. uh, through my daily life of mm -hmm. stuff, you know, I've always been pretty active and, um, you know, responsible and having discipline and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. so I went uh, to college in um, Costa Mesa, Orange Coast College, and I continued playing football there for a couple of years. Oh, nice. So sports are still in your life. Yeah. And then once sports wasn't in my life, mm -hmm. then I was like, I don't know if school needs to be in my life. Because... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I played two years there and I was going to transfer to, you know, just finish school, moved on to San Diego, went to a school down there for a little bit, stopped playing football. And then, you know, I was kind of like, maybe I'll move home and figure out how mm -hmm. to finish school. And I just wasn't, you know, school was never my favorite. Mm -hmm. I feel just like I went to school to play football. Yeah. I feel like I went to school to play sports and yeah. be with my friends. And I wasn't a bad student. You know, I did. I had decent grades, but um, it's not for everyone. It wasn't, you know, and, and when I was in college, I couldn't really figure out what, you what it is do. I wanted to do. You know, mm -hmm. nothing really, you know, was exciting to me. Um, I think I declared to be like a psych major just because that's what I felt like somebody else yeah. was doing. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I'll do that too. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of psych majors and like uh -huh. football players. Like Sociology and psychology. Communications. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I couldn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, so I had moved home and I was going to school part time and then I was, you know, working kind of weird jobs and stuff like that. And uh, then I just decided to kind of not go to school anymore um, and found my way into music, in the music business. Really. How, how did, yeah, so I know you, you manage a bunch of artists and whatnot, and I think that's how we met and, mm -hmm. you know, know you as. And so, like, how did you get into that? You know, like, did you always like music or, like? 
Also, do you play music? Do you play yeah. anything? I sing. <laughs> everybody always asks that because my family's so musically inclined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I can play anything te terribly. <laughs> Just give it to me. I can play it, but it's not good. That's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> I played some like guitar and keyboards and stuff growing up, and but no, I'm not the musically inclined one by any means. But music was always big in our family. Mm -hmm. um, like growing up in church, our family was always like. You know, singing in the you know worship team, mm -hmm. playing instruments, stuff like that. Um, and so I grew up in music, but I didn't play it. Mm -hmm. um, and then getting into the business side of it was really just getting thrown into it. Oh, um, nice. That's usually how things go. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was probably got thrown into because I was unemployed. And, <laughs> hey, um, you! Yeah. You're not doing anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so you know, my brother, uh, JP's. Um, he was a member of the Green, and my cousin Caleb, he's my first cousin. His mom and our dad are their brother sister, mm -hmm. um, and they started a band, and they got popular really quick, and they needed help. And I was not in school, kind of in between stuff, and they were like, you know, do you think you can help us try to figure out booking some of these gigs and all that stuff? And I didn't, I didn't know anything about. So you had no experience. Then zero going experience nice. besides like. Being around um, my uncle, Danny Kennedy, mm -hmm. my dad's brother, he founded the Manal Company. Yep. And, you know, he's been in the music game forever. And that was kind of our connection to a lot of different people. But I didn't have any experience dealing with any business stuff. So I was like, you guys sure? You sure you want me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and really, that's the start. You know, like we started touring and I toured with the band for, I think, eight or nine years. And uh also was managing them alongside some other guys on the team that ended up getting added onto the team to manage and that was really where i got my start was you know from the green and then going into uh you know i started working with other artists local and away um i managed kimia minor for some years toured with like on nice um 2015 i think i took a job at a place called c3 which is now a live nation company and i started managing some other bands through through there i was living in austin oh wow yeah so i managed so what is that for people who don't know like what is your job as a manager of a band like what do you have to, what are you doing yeah. <laughs> are you still trying to figure it out <laughs> no, no, no. i wish i knew i'm always ask my parents they still have no clue <laughs> the you know it's <clears throat> it's a lot of just like managing people and like you know, some of it's really simple in terms of like, you know, you got to be here. This is, you know, it's like scheduling and mm -hmm. sort of like stuff like that. And then it it goes all the way to you're basically managing their careers, you know, like you're strategizing on like where you're going to put out records, where you're going to tour, how you're going to tour. Um, and it really is a wide variety of things that you're doing. Because uh, do, you, do you also have like, um, do you give them like creative input? It depends. I mean... I think once you get from you get comfortable working with certain artists, you know how much creative input they want mm -hmm. yeah. and how much yeah. they don't. Um, and so there's different levels of input, I feel like. And you kind of that's part of getting to know your artists and what they like and don't like. And because some guys will be like, you know, what do you think? Some guys will ask you want your input. Mm -hmm. Someone will kind of like you give them your input and they're like, Okay. Okay, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah, I struck out on that one. <laughs> um, but I, I've been lucky enough. I think the artists that I have worked with over the years, they're receptive to advice, and really, you know, you do you have their best interest in mind, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what they they come to, you know, when you work with them. It's more like they they put their trust in you to mm -hmm. like you know show them, take care of them, like you know and give them advice that maybe people won't give them too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of tough love. I think sometimes also is this like, okay, nobody's going to tell you this kind of sucks, but this kind of isn't the, kinda isn't sucks. it? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like right, tough, right. It's, but you tough, don't yeah, say it right, like that, right? right? Yeah. 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 You, you say it in another way, but mm -hmm. it's like, I think that's sort of something that they don't get normally from friends and family. And so it's a little bit of that and just being supportive. And it's, Man, managing people are so hard. Like we don't, I mean, cause we all have businesses too. And so it's like, that's the hardest part of, I feel like my job has ever been is like managing. It's like the people, mm -hmm. the people. Yeah, so many everybody's, everybody's motivated differently. Everybody's like, everybody has different temperaments and. Yeah. And it's, 
learning kind of like not learning but it's like understanding i think um that you're not going to make everybody happy at the, you know especially when you're working in groups of people mm-hmm. so it's like you can you can have the best plan but you're not going to please everyone everyone across yeah. the board and you got to be okay with like you know guys not being the most stoked on your yeah, yeah. your plan or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is but you you find ways to like you know make sure that everybody's kind of heard and seen and like you know it, it is a lot of i mean it's like i guess maybe i am kind of using my psych the psych yeah, major yeah, a little yeah, bit because you are kind of like dealing with different personalities and you know not everybody's having a great day all the time and you know someone might not be stoked on certain ideas and being able to navigate all that yeah and Mm -hmm. it's you know trying to be fair and hear everybody and and still you know make the make keep the you know you got to drive the the ship so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean there's a lot of different different um aspects of managing and it's not you know i've been lucky enough to be able to put people around the artists that i've worked with or me being a part of a team where there's you know, not it's not just me. You know, it's there's a there's a group of us, and we all kind of have the same goal. And working together with those people to try to make you know everybody else's kind of nice. visions come to come mm-hmm. to life. You know, yeah, no, that's that's awesome because then you're kind of just thrown in there, and then so you pretty much learned and kind of taught fire. yourself throughout. I learned by just fucking shit. Oh, can you swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I learned by fucking stuff up pretty much. I mean, making a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. and I tell people that is probably the best way to like figure it out you know mm-hmm. is like obviously you got to learn from the mess ups but like um you know really just doing it yeah and seeing what works what doesn't is how you can learn and grow and figure out and so it really was getting thrown into it messing up a lot of plans screwing up things not knowing what i was talking about or whatever and then um, learning from it learning from it and being lucky enough to also like when I was touring a lot, meeting people who have been doing it for a long time or mm-hmm. other managers and, you know, getting advice from them that was helpful. And yeah. And so, and getting thrown into it, it was a blessing because that was on the first time I think in my life where I was like, Oh shit, this is like, I think what I want to do, you know? Nice. Mm-hmm. And so unknowingly thinking like, Oh, I'm going to come help the, this band and now I'm touring. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to go and fucking party and like yeah. whatever. It was like, you know, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. But it ended up being uh, the opposite of that really, because I found something that I was really like, you know, in love with doing mm-hmm. um, this, the behind the scenes stuff of like putting on live shows. I think in like the eight, I, was, I, I haven't counted it in like again, but I think in like the eight or so years I was on the road, we did like over a thousand shows, like, wow, like toured so different mm-hmm. artists and stuff. And, like there's a big like you get a lot of satisfaction well i did anyway from you know being behind the scenes helping to put shows together and really like people don't know what ha- what goes on right yeah, you know yeah. what it's like, like you kind of like handle everything and it's like especially in touring there's so many variables like the weather's bad the bus is broken like there's all this stuff and you're yeah. going across the country flights missing like you people don't really realize how many times or like this show almost didn't even happen at mm-hmm. all yeah and we just put it together yeah show starts bands on stage crowds like pumped and yeah. you get this like oh shit we we did we it, did it. Like, yeah. and nobody, yeah. nobody knows that uh-huh. but it's like you get a big sense of I, I used to get a lot out of that um because a lot of those people and you, know, you you meet them over time like that you meet on the road and stuff and the fans are crazy like they there's there's some diehards that you just would like not imagine like they spend their last dollar on like stuff to get to the show or like they they wait forever yeah yeah they wait forever they do they do things that are like when you think about it you're like i wouldn't you know i'm in this i'm lucky in this position that i'm i work with like a lot of these guys and i don't i wouldn't do that you know what i mean (laughs) not like it's not (laughs) worth it but it's like but you appreciate what you know that what you're doing matters because it matters that much to like mm. some other people, you know, just like yeah. putting that into perspective. Yeah. It's like, Oh shit. Like, okay, well if we didn't do all these things to get here, these guys drove like 19 hours across the country. Crazy. Across, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, we hear yeah. stories like that and we're like, what? I mean, that's amazing that you still have that perspective after doing so many shows. Like I'm sure like after so many shows, it's just like, kind of oh i mean like, trust me there's some nights where i'm like fuck this show <laughs> <laughs> i don't care how far anybody drove yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go home right now 
<laughs> but you made it through. But, but you do like, you know, you if you can reflect on it, I think it's like, it's important to like have that kind of, I think, perspective on, I think anything you do, right? Like, yeah. it, sometimes you get so, we get so tied up in the grind of it that is like, you know, you got to kind of pause sometimes and just think about like, you know, the important things that are happening. And so I don't always do that, but yeah there's times mm -hmm. yeah 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 nice don't miss the magic of it yeah yeah so eight years so how old were you when you started doing that with the green i think i was 21 oh dang or oh yeah 22 party just... prime party age <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally and travel that's, party that's why i was like that was an eight-year party that he was on. <laughs> yeah my 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 parents are like what are you gonna do you're just gonna like just follow your brother them around <laughs> oh yeah because like, it's your brother too so yeah it's like, like family yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. even more like okay this kid is needs some guidance he's not in school it's unemployed <laughs> and you know that was kind of a thing for me too like you know do you remember the first show um, the first thing you did first show i'll tell you the first few tours we went on yeah we probably all wish we could forget <laughs> <laughs> they were rough there are some rough times out there was that just the party part of it or the actual production just part the of everything, it? Huh? I mean, we were, you know, touring in 15 passenger vans and just sharing hotel rooms and sleeping on the floor. Two really to getting a, to know two each to other. Two to a bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, two like, to a double bed. You know, like bands are, bands got to do rugged stuff to like make it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I might have some trauma from some of those that I'm blocking <laughs> out. But, but no, I do remember... I remember being like out there in the be very beginning and just being like, this is like a whole different world that I've ever. Did like, you? I think I think a lot of people feel this sometimes when they start new careers and whatnot. But did you ever feel like like imposter syndrome where like you have to like fake it till you make it kind of thing? Oh, 100 like, percent. Yeah. Guys would be like, oh, yeah. What do you think about this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks good. I have no idea what it's <laughs> talking about. Yeah, so how did you like navigate through that? You know, like young chemo, like, you know, like what, what was going through your mind? Like, cause I know a lot of people are like, probably like, you know, new careers or like, especially going to the new year and all that. I don't think I getting thrown into it too, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't think I thought of it as I was starting a new career. Cause in the beginning, I think I was just new opportunity. Yeah. I was just like helping out, helping, helping out. out. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah. I was doing like, you know, I was carrying around equipment. I was like helping to like, helping the sound guys do stuff and then mm -hmm. i was selling merch and i was just like help you know it was just it was i don't think i thought of it as a new career so i probably didn't take it so seriously and so mm -hmm. it was more just like i was having fun doing maybe mm -hmm. that's the best way to take yeah. it maybe that's yeah. how you gotta do it yeah and then it wasn't until i started to i think meet other people who were doing some of the things i was doing for fun and they were like doing it as like a career oh, and okay. then i was like oh shit i didn't even know that was a thing. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. Because growing up here, right, you don't yeah. you don't meet guys that tour manage bands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or like do, you know, just production guys, but like that tour with, you know, touring engineers and mm -hmm. techs and stuff like that. And so I think like when I started to meet guys that were doing that for a living, that's sort of where I was like, oh, how do I, how do I make this a career? And so what did you do? Like, did you reach out? Like, I know you, I, you said you met a couple people and whatnot. Yeah, but I like, think once I found like that, I was like, okay, this is so rad. I just started diving into anything I could, reading books, watching documentaries, like just like on the internet, figuring out like, how do you become, how do you do this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? And there was nobody, I mean, there was guys that I, I knew that I could kind of call when we started to know them when they were touring and stuff, but it was really just like a lot of, just educating myself on the different like you know aspects of the business and and then i was like i gotta figure out a way to make money from this soon <laughs> <laughs> soon <laughs> the time is ticking so this was you're 21 so this is like how many years ago was this like part of your life so i i got off of the road in 2015 oh, um, okay. so it was from 2010 uh wait no not 15 Oh yeah. Oh, so it was earlier than that. So you it's were touring the whole time, before, like before that. I was touring the whole time. Oh, that's crazy. That's what so a life. Crazy. I know. I mean, we. Well, I mean, we would spend off. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, of, of course. But still, but, like, just tour, the tour life. I don't think a lot of people understand like how difficult like tour life is. I mean, a thousand shows in eight years. 
that is a good portion of the because there was times when i started to you know once i branched out from touring with the green to other other artists um we you know i would jump off one tour just get right back on the next one Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know i did that for a while and as i was learning i've i like went out and like reached out to guys to like tour for free mm-hmm. to be like, I want to get on that bigger tour and figure out how to, and I'm like, I can do this, this. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then I've gotten jobs that way. Like, yeah, but know? that just shows how passionate yeah. you are. I was like, I'll come do this whole tour for free. And then the next time they're doing a tour, they're like, do you want to come? We'll like pay you like that. And right, yeah, right. it was like, that was, you know, that's I, the hustler I, mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, yeah. like sometimes you got to do something and just provide value and then, things mm-hmm. will lead things will come from that, that you know? experience especially being from hawaii like you don't get that experience a lot you know so yeah and so i i was living when i started touring more like regularly after i don't know years maybe like 2012 maybe uh 11 or 12 i moved out to la and i was trying to get on any tour i could i was working production jobs at different you know venues that would like hire guys and like the greek and some of those kind of places. Um, Did you always live in Hawaii though? Yeah, yeah. So your home base was always Hawaii. You always Hawaii. To, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Always Hawaii. Um, but from 2000 and yeah, like 11 or 12, I forget what exactly it was, till 2019, I was in the mainland. And I'll just come home from for like vacation or like holidays and stuff like that. Um, I lived in LA for I think five or or five years maybe and then i lived in austin for a couple of years oh nice yeah yeah. so that whole time you're managing and tur- doing tour managing and managing bands so and stuff. when i got off the road in 2015 or 16 i i stopped i didn't do any more tour managing i was just doing management mm-hmm. um i i went to a company called c3 that uh was based in austin i moved out there um a good friend of mine dean Reyes, who was managing revolution at the time Actually, he still is. He um, he was like, you know, do you want to get off of the road? Like, I know you're doing management stuff, but you're also on the road. Like, do you want to focus on one, you know, one area of it? And he's like, if you do, I think you should, you know, put your resume in for an artist management job here because they were like hiring. Oh, nice. And you know, I'll put in a word for you. And you know, this is this is kind of like a legitimate mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, you can learn a lot here. You can work with a lot of like bigger artists, and you know. And so I did, and uh, he was like, you know, I don't know if you're, you'll get it. Like, you know, your resume is like just road stuff, and a lot of these guys are coming out of schools that went, you know, for music business, or they have a lot of managers come from um, their lawyers, like they come from mm-hmm. background. Oh, so they legal. understand all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, and some of them don't have any experience at all, and they're just kind of they come into it in some way. But yeah, I applied, and I went out. Um, I took an interview in New York with the president of the management company, and then. The next day, they, they offered me the job. Um, and then I was on a tour, actually, when I went and did that interview. And that tour ended it ended on August 2nd, I think, because of my, I remember cause of my birthday. And I started in the job in Austin on, like, the Monday, which was, like, the 4th or 5th or something. Oh, so and right so I flew it. back. I, I flew from, like, I think the show was in Austin, too. I flew back to L.A., pretty much washed my bag of clothes that i took on the road <laughs> i went right back oh wow and the company and dean had like dean raises the guy i'm mentioning he had helped line up like a place for me to, to stay for like oh, the nice. first like few months like until i could find a place because i was like just starting like immediately and it was crazy it, it was all like within a matter of like a month and wow i just was like you know it was difficult because i was managing you know different artists that i had to basically walk away from Mm-hmm. to take this job because they were going to put me on different clients of mm-hmm. theirs. Yeah. And so it was tough because I had to like, you know, walk away from some of that. And then, but it was, you know, it was too hard to like, it, it was a way for me to grow, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and learn more. What was that job? Managing? Was, yeah, it was an artist yeah. management position uh, for C3 management. Um, so C3 is like known for, they put on Lollapalooza and Austin City Limits and mm-hmm. a lot of huge nice. festivals. Um, they own a bunch of concert venues around the country. It's big wow. learning experience, and so it's crazy. It's been nonstop for you since you kind of got thrown in, <laughs> nonstop. And that's you know, that's how life is. It, yeah, and it's been a blessing. I think it's like a lot of, you know, I definitely put myself in positions to like, you know, get opportunities, but been a lot of timing and like things that just lined up and worked, you know. And 
it's kind of crazy when you when I think back on it because it's like I would never really think that's how it would have went because at one point I was just like so not sure what I was gonna do mm-hmm. and it just sort of found me you know and you know lucky for my brother and my cousin they put their faith in me without knowing shit and probably because they didn't know shit either right so like (laughs) let's all do this thing yeah yeah yeah. let's all mess this up together and so you know i owe them a lot to for trusting in me to to be able to like handle stuff and you know yeah nice i i came home in 2019 at like in the beginning of 2019 and i was sort of contemplating what i was gonna do and then by the summer i had decided I was going to move home. I told him, you know, if I can't work remotely, then, you know, then I'm mm-hmm. just going to walk away, you know, I'm going to yeah, part ways. Yeah. And they had let me be there and work remotely for in the beginning of the year. And it was like, but then I was like waking up at like three, four a.m. Yeah, to like yeah. get on conference calls yeah. with guys on the East Coast, and I was like, "This fucking Damn. sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Not my sleep schedule still messed up. I get up at like five every morning, four thirty. Yeah, that's a good thing too, though. Yeah, I get up so early. Um, and then. I think right after the summer I had decided to like leave that company altogether. Mm-hmm. And it's like pretty much all the pandemic time for too. COVID, yeah. <laughs> which ended up a lot of those guys who were there got, you know, let go yeah. and started other things anyway, which, yeah. so, you know, hindsight, I didn't know that would happen obviously, but, um, everything happens for worked, a reason. It yeah. all yeah. worked, worked out. out. And along that same time was when, um, me and Zach started talking about, starting 1117 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's a great transition into what we wanted to kind of talk about because yeah. you did you like i said you were pretty much non-stop from when you got thrown into like this whole music thing and then that's so insane that you're on the road pretty much for eight years yeah. i mean it's with long. rest times and stuff too. home for a little bit and like, then boom back out like pretty yeah, much living out of a bag we, yeah <laughs> traveling just by itself is exhausting and yeah. it and jaded just, me because like even now traveling for fun i, I think about it and i'm like Ugh, yeah <laughs> I don't wanna, you know right right i'm starting to like it again but there was a time when even i had to travel for like just for fun i didn't want to go anywhere yeah Crazy. just the you know the exercise of packing your bag going yeah. to the airport mm. it was just like it felt like work you know yeah mm. yeah yeah and then so yeah i mean you, you brought up 1117 so so we actually had zach on season one and we talked a little bit about it mm-hmm. but now we get to hear the other side of it you know so what was like your whole process of like doing that me and zach have known each other for a long time um i think just from i think i met him at sandy beach from like some other friends because mm-hmm. he was shooting there in his early that's very hawaii yeah, yeah and he was like <laughs> met, met him at Sandy's. Sandy's. <laughs> that's like where he cut his teeth like shooting waves as like yeah, yeah. as a kid like mm-hmm. shooting at the boys all body surfing yeah. and stuff and we had some mutual friends and um so I've known Zach since high school. Um, and then at one point we had started talking about, you know, we've seen the way things were moving with like content and all this stuff and, you know, digital marketing. And we were brainstorming, like, you know, how could we work together? And he was kind of explaining to me, you know, I could use a lot of help on my side of like things cause I could get more, way more jobs, but it's just kind of me. And like, you know, um, and he needed a manager he needed well initially it was kind <laughs> of like partner, what we're talking yeah. about and like you know getting him different kind of jobs because he had explained to me you know he's like you know i don't want to have to be like 50 years old and have to go swim mm-hmm. out at pipe to like yeah, right, pay the right. bills right like i want to like figure out other ways to like you know use my talent for stuff and so this was like five years i think we had this conversation before i think i had just moved to austin and i was home for a little bit Oh, this and has I, been an idea for a while then. For a while. And so then when I f- finally moved home, he, I had told him, when I, I ran into him maybe somewhere, I was like, dude, I'm home. And he's like, bro, we got to start doing some stuff. Like, nice. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, dude, I'm here now. Like, So like, let me know. And then I left the company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm on my own, just managing these artists, like just on, under my own thing. You know, like, I think I have time. Like, And so we started to brainstorm like, a business and like what we would do we created a business plan and it was like we had a you know we had the names zach actually you know 17 has always been like a number that's been like repetitive in my in my life like that i always kind of come across mm-hmm. and it was random because we're thinking about all these names of our name the company and i don't know if i said something you know what about like numbers or something like that and i didn't say the number i don't think and he said well I actually already have the like registration for this business. I just didn't know what to do with it, but it's 1117, right? And I'm like, 
And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's my number. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I go, what is that? And he explains what yeah. it was, right? Mm-hmm. 11 feet, 17 seconds, yeah. like the pinnacle wave at Pipeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he tells a way better version of, of that than we'll, I just We'll cue that up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, cut to that video. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, that is, that's it, you know? It was a sign. We saw the name, registered the business, and I want to say, like, we maybe didn't even do anything yet, and then the pandemic hit, which, you know, unknowing at that time was, like, the blessing because it, the, the music business got just nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's touring, yeah, yeah. no shows. Zach was traveling a lot shooting for shoots and, you know, still doing stuff for surf. Um, he's grounded, right? Like, nobody's yeah. going anywhere. Kind of slowed it down for everyone. Well, it Because maybe it. that wouldn't have ever, like, I don't, formed. Like, yeah, you know, I don't... Or it wouldn't have done it time. at that pace, right? Because mm-hmm. right. then we met every day at, like, Coffee Talk in, like, mm-hmm. Kaimaki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like started brainstorming all these things like this that you know we're just throwing out all these ideas and we should do this and and i don't think we would have had the time to like really put that much energy into it if we were doing all our regular jobs too right right and so it definitely allowed it to to start quicker um but yeah i mean we've been fortunate because even with the pandemic i think we were in a position where People were like now needing to like do a lot more content, mm-hmm. digital stuff, right? Such like, a big thing now because it's really changed. They couldn't. Yeah. It it just put it into hyperdrive of them needing this. So like, yeah. A lot of these people that never ever needed content or needed you know a social media presence, we were kind of like there, and mm-hmm. you know we we ended up finding work. We've been lucky because it's like even since we started it, it's kind of just been coming, you know, and we haven't really had to go out looking for it and mm-hmm. it's a you know also it's like benefit zach has you know we have a network and that's obviously helpful but yeah we we it's just been non-stop since then um and so i was just saying i think i was saying before we started like i we're going into our third year now and it's it's grown every year's with the amount of people we are in, you know, on our staff to, it's just like, seems to like almost double every year. And so nice. It's growing. You know, yeah. We just hired like our, I think our 11th employee, maybe or 10th employee. Oh, wow. I don't know what it is, but we're, yeah, it's, it's, it's been exciting to watch. And so I'm stoked for this new year and the people we have around us and the projects that we're working on. Cause I think it's going to be a, a good year. That's right. such a great collaboration between you and Zach because Zach obviously has like he's so creative and he has that like network of creative so passionate right so mm-hmm. passionate yeah. yeah and you just seem to be like I mean grounded and the manager the person behind the scenes yeah that's so that's making things happen yeah that's kind of our roles right like Zach's the creative director and he's definitely the you know forward facing per you know of the of the company which I'm so happy for, lucky for that because that's not my you know I'm uh-huh. not, he's he's perfect for that so um yeah and i'm more um back of house you know operations with the team and managing our staff and and some of the back end stuff that i'm like am i an accountant now <laughs> hey, that's, a business, that's a business owner gotta do everything, I'm like, everything. I, don't, I don't know like, if you guys didn't hear me i didn't finish school <laughs> i went to school for psych yeah. uh, that's actually a funny thing that me and zach joke around because we both didn't finish college oh shit. we both did like half what was almost Zach's there half? i think zach business. actually did less of half i don't know what he did also oh, he went to more school than he did then. yeah <laughs> yeah i have a little bit on him on the school so you combined you guys have a full degree yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah it's been it's been it's been good working with zach uh because we are so different but our visions and, and like our you know they align our goals align even though we're yeah. just kind of completely different personalities and from completely different backgrounds really right mm-hmm. um and I think that's what kind of makes it work is because we obviously don't agree on everything, but, you know, we find a good way to, you know, navigate those things. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate, how do you, so even Zach, your business partner, but even like touring or working with your brother and your cousin, like how do you maintain like a healthy work relationship without it getting too personal? I feel like a lot of people in your position might struggle with that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't really know. You know, I think I've been lucky that um, we haven't had to face like a lot of super, you know, messed up things along, you know, along the way. Um, 
but I think it just comes down to respect, you know, and like just, you know, valuing that ever somebody else has different opinions mm-hmm. than you do. And you're not always right. And I think that if you kind of take that mindset into most situations, then like, you know, you'll be okay. I think, and lucky for me, like, you know, Zach and he's the same way, you know, like he's, he's not super my way or the highway kind mm-hmm. of a thing. He's like, you know, he's, we all, within the company ourselves, like even to our, our employees, like we always want feedback, you know, we always mm-hmm. want to know because everybody's a creative in a way, so, sort of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, we want everybody to kind of feel heard. And, and so I think it's just like respect and cause it does, you know, you do have to like have some boundaries sometimes and like, you know, be like, okay, I'm not going to get into that, but there's no avoiding like yeah. conflict. No, you know, that's awesome, it's not like it's, perfect all the time you know? uh-huh it's awesome because you brought it up earlier too where you know like when you were first starting out like just like dealing with so many bandmates and stuff like that you know like you can't please everyone and you mm-hmm. can't like it's just like you can't please everyone but it's how do we like navigate and then like figure out the best way to move forward so yeah no that's awesome yeah yeah easier said than done sometimes yeah 100 no, easier said than done i have problems with that like being a people pleaser and like always trying to make everybody happy oh i will definitely make myself more uncomfortable by saying yes than like trying to you know then yeah then saying no and you know i think zach's always saying he's like i'm the no guy like he sends people to me to say no because he'll say yes to (laughs) everything and i'm like you know i have a hard time saying no too right i'm just better at it than you are (laughs) but yeah it is like you know like you're saying boundaries like being able to know you're not going to please everybody and Sometimes, you know, I learned, or I learned throughout a lot of parts of my career that sometimes no is the best answer in a lot of ways. You know, it's, it's hard to hear, but you know, sometimes if you stick up for yourself and no things aren't for you and you know, you, you learn a lot from, from no. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of our episodes like that, that's kind of like, so, like theme. an advice. It's like mm-hmm. the power of saying no mm-hmm. and like being able to realize and just like, can't do everything, mm-hmm. you know, and like sometimes saying no will lead to other opportunities or like you know just like doing things for yourself too and it's such a big thing and a skill that is very important but not a lot of people practice yet yeah and you know like we were talking about earlier right with like um you know doing things going out there and hustling and doing things for free and just Mm -hmm. volunteering your time there comes a point right where you have to like understand once you've been doing that and you've put in the work and then you have to know your value yeah and then you know, everyone's like, oh, do this for the exposure or whatever, right? That was nah, kind of things. Nah, and you're nah. like, then you got to learn when to say, like, now nah, I already put in my, my yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know. did the work. I did plenty yeah, for yeah. exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did plenty for, I did plenty for free before <laughs> I did all this. There's that saying, right? It's like, you know, if I can do something in five minutes, you don't pay me for the five minutes. Exactly. It took me 20 years to do this in five mm-hmm. minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I can just make a phone call and make all your dreams come true, doesn't mean like, you know, yeah. that you can't put the value on like, the, mm-hmm. all that time it took you to like get to that point. get to that point to be able mm-hmm. to do that you know yeah yeah i feel like that's a lesson that maybe the younger generation is needs to learn because everything comes so fast now you totally. know and like with instagram and all that stuff like the instant gratification yeah the monetization of things or whatever it's like i just i hope that that younger generation doesn't lose that grit and that valuing hard work and mm-hmm. we see it both ways like because we bring on interns mm-hmm. a lot at eleven seventeen, and we'll see some of them that are just like they want to come in they don't care if they're making zero you know unpaid we, what can i do and they're just in there like just getting in, into it right mm-hmm. and we're like oh that's sick and then you know we'll talk to some that are just like no experience at all zero never even what's the pay and they're like yeah what does this pay oh i have to i can't do this i need a paid job and like but you want to get into this yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Right. it's like do the work okay yeah so I, I think there's a there's a mix. What, what kind of advice would you give to someone, you know, like kind of like young and like kind of up and coming, like whether it's in the music or the creative or anything, you know, in life, hmm. some advice you would give? Make the mistakes, I think. Like don't, um, I think a lot of people are maybe just afraid to try, you know, for a risk of like, you know, the not, failing. Yeah, failing, maybe they're insecure about, you know, certain things, don't think they're good enough. Um, you know, f- for me when I was, starting out i definitely you know had couldn't ever imagine like where my path would kind of go and i don't think at the time i thought i was insecure about trying but i probably could could say that i wasn't the most confident you know in in things and just i think it's important like i I was lucky to have people that were super supportive 
even my parents when they're just like what are you doing you know yeah they never tried to you know deter me from following what i wanted to do you know um so i think that if it's like i would say like if there's something that you're passionate about doing to just try you know like do all you can to like make that thing happen and if it doesn't work i'm i'm a fan of like thinking like if you do all you can to get to a certain place and that doesn't work out another avenue is gonna maybe open for you that you don't really mm-hmm. you can't see kind of gotta be you know open I mean? to it yeah yeah and so i had a coach that um playing football in high school that would always say i don't care if you fuck up but fuck up at full speed mm. you know that's a good yeah, one yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i take a, a lot one. of that into you know something i learned i don't know if he was supposed to tell us that in high school but yeah, it's all good <laughs> hey, you still remember it <laughs> but he's yeah. a man and i remember that to this day because you know you can take that everywhere like mm-hmm. you know it's okay. It's fake it till you make it, you know, pretty much like do everything you can. Hey, I'd rather you mess up doing, giving your hundred percent on like this thing than like kind of half-assing it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, not you really giving it your all. Yeah. Totally. If you're going to fail hard, you'll learn the lesson and that will, you'll, that will be something beautiful that comes out of the failure. Yeah, fuck we up. love. That's yeah. the advice right there. Fuck up at full speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram yeah, reel right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's next for... For 1117 and for your, you're still managing. Too. Yeah. So I'm still managing, I'm still managing artists. Um, and that's really come back full speed too. Full speed. Everything's kind of coming back at one time and it's, yeah. it's a lot, but yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited about the upcoming year and the different projects and the people we get to work with. And um, if I think about it all too much at one time, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like taking it kind of slow you know and just enjoying trying to stay uh i, I told you I, t- I took the instagram off my phone right i was like trying to be like oh, more, right, right. more present, more present. Yeah. yeah so that's a goal of mine you know yeah. trying to enjoy the the you know moments along the way of all you know like we're talking about i feel like i'm i'm in a very lucky place to be able to do i never feel like i've ever had a job in my life nice like you know like that's so awesome it you know obviously i don't wake up every day be like fuck yeah so stoked about everything i'm gonna do today but like when i look at it it's like i've been super blessed to do mostly what i love Mm -hmm. all the time and i think just trying to like be mindful of that and you know fuck up full speed fuck up full speed (laughs) (laughs) one thing i wanted to ask you too like i know like your um health or like your um lifestyle like plays a big part into like your success and so i know we talked about like not drinking and stuff like that so like what are some things that you do on a daily to like stay in a good place yeah let me just um disclaimer the no drinking is a new thing i'm not trying to preach over here i fucking drink i love instagram okay well, we're trying new things here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, it's we're, 2022. We're, we're, yeah. we're trying new things. Um, but uh, yeah, I love uh, anything physically active. Like I still, I work out a lot with, with friends. It's like, I like to do that in free time. Um, I started doing jujitsu during the pandemic, mm. which is probably like the weirdest thing to do because everyone's social distancing. And I was like, come here, <laughs> let's wrestle. Let's get, yeah. let's get sweaty. <laughs> yeah. So I started jujitsu uh, during the pandemic and that's been big for me. Um, I've, I, that's probably like something that I would never, I wrestled a little bit in high school, but finding that like now has been, there's so much you learn on the, on the mat and jujitsu and that's, that's on my list of goals to try to, you should just do it because there's, if there's one thing that you can kind of like, you know, that allows you to escape, like, you know, working out Mm -hmm. is, is one thing, but jujitsu, you can only really focus on what's happening right now in that moment. And it's just, a, it's a good way to relieve stress. It's a good, it's a ridiculous workout, like cardio, like you, you know, you're drenched nice. in sweat and somebody else's sweat, which is nice. some people think is gross. I kind of like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, people who, who ask about trying to try it, I'm like, yeah, dude, I love it because it's just, you just, you can only focus on what's going on right now. Like if someone's trying to choke you, you can't worry about what's going yeah. on, you know, in the rest of your work yeah, day, yeah, you're just yeah, trying yeah, to survive. Trying to survive. <laughs> so doing physically active stuff um, is a passion of mine to kind of stay, you know, mentally sharp and physically and 
You don't yeah. do the ice baths with Zach? I do do the ice sauna. I love the sauna. sauna I don't yeah. love the ice bath so much. I love the sauna, yeah. I know. I can do the sauna. The ice bath, is, that's I, brutal. I'll get in it with him when he's like giving me shit about it. But I'm like, show me the studies, bro. Because <laughs> uh, I know there's, you know, cold, there's some, there is benefits of the cold exposure and I've looked into it. But Zach will sit in the cold bath for like over three minutes. That is so oh. insane. And like, so, we, you know, when I go with him, we do rounds or we you know 180 degrees to 200 degrees yeah. in the sauna for 15 minutes then, then three minutes out, yeah. in the cold and then back and do like three I rounds of it when we were kids like people would say don't go from hot to cold so fast it's gonna <laughs> shock you yeah well there's something about that initial shock of like the blood yeah. getting to your it's like you know but i do love the sauna so I that's nice zach has a setup and i know he's jealous of that generous of letting me use it <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah that and just you know hanging out with you know family and stuff like that things i like to do in the spare spare time nice yeah thank you for making time for us and sharing your story and of course i appreciate you guys having me yeah i know you don't like to be the guy in the front but <laughs> <laughs> we love hearing your story yeah it's uh it's new i'm trying to be i think the uh, i don't know if you read the book uh can't hurt me from david goggins but he talks about being uncomfortable you know doing things that make you uncomfortable yep and so this is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> so well, I'm trying. Yeah. Well, you're a natural at it. Portuguese, <laughs> shy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to talk. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we can keep going. But no, thank you for yeah. joining us today and like sharing your story. And, you know, so many good bits out of that. And like, I think yeah. a lot of people can learn from, you know, like the mm-hmm. episode. And yeah, we're stoked. Yeah. So 1117.com. 1117creative.com. Oh, yeah. Creative. Yeah. Um, He's yeah. not on Instagram right now. At Kimo Kennedy. <laughs> add me. You won't see shit on there. <laughs> Maybe in a couple months. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back on there. But uh, yeah, 1117 Creative on Instagram too. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank, thank you, so you guys. Much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you guys for listening. Me. Please subscribe, follow, like. comment. Yeah. Do all the things. Yeah. All right. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hello.